Travel Tidbits podcast, hosted by the agents of Pineapple Escapes. Join us as we discuss the latest in travel news, destinations, and tips for the savvy traveler. After all, travel makes life sweeter. What's up, guys? It's Nikki Arden, travel agent at Pineapple Escapes, and you are listening to the Travel Tidbits podcast. Today, I'm joined with fellow agents, Sharon Sproul and Samantha Harris. How's it going, ladies? Hi. Hey there. So as you can tell from the title, today we're going to talk about our perfect day at Universal Orlando Resort. So while I have been to Universal Orlando Resort many, many times, I just realized recently that I have only actually been during the summer. So for whatever reasons, you know, that's just been the only time that myself and my family have been able to go. And guys, I've been missing out. I just recently visited uh, a few weeks ago. I visited during the spring for Mardi Gras, and I am really loving Universal in the springtime. And I was lucky enough to travel with both Sharon and Samantha this past March. And since they have traveled in various seasons, I posed the question. uh, I actually posed it to Samantha specifically. And I said, you know, how would you describe your perfect day at Universal? And um, (laughs) it was a little bit of loss uh, in translation. And the the in-universal portion of my question was lost. And Samantha just thought I asked her what the perfect date was. And apparently Nikki is a little (laughs) bit younger than I am and did not know without asking what the perfect day is. Because the perfect date is always April 25th because it's not too hot and it's not too cold. (laughs) so yeah I was I looked at you like stunned and it you know I'm just like wait (laughs) I was so confused and then it dawned on me I was like no the perfect day at Universal I'm sorry and she's like oh okay yeah so we were both kind of like what (laughs) we were so confused and then you know Sharon and Jamie and Lauren who was also with us were just like you know we just laughed we were both being silly and um That was fun. (laughs) So we eventually got around to discussing what our perfect day looked like while we're at Universal Orlando Resort. And we had the great idea to share it with all of you guys. So without further ado, Sharon and Samantha, I guess, you know, I'll let Samantha, I'll let you go first. Can you describe to me what the perfect day at Universal Orlando looks like? Well, to start with, if you are apparently, you know, Nikki's age or younger and you don't understand that April 25th is the perfect day per Miss Congeniality, (laughs) it is a little, it is probably not my perfect day at Universal. So if we were going with the perfect date at Universal, I would back it up a few months. Personally, I like a little bit cooler weather when I'm at the theme park. I don't like to be standing in line when it's, you know, 100 degrees, which is why Nikki will find that summer is not probably as ideal as the fall, winter, and springtime if you don't like Florida weather like I don't typically. So I like to go January is crowds are a little bit lower. You haven't hit spring break. You haven't. But then you miss in January. You don't have Mardi Gras or Grinchmas. So really, there's not a perfect day. If I could create my own perfect day at Universal, 
I'm going to go in February, but I want Mardi Gras food. I want Mardi Gras vibe. I want the Mardi Gras parade because now we are going to do an episode coming up soon about Mardi Gras. So you will understand more of this then, but the Mardi Gras vibe in the food and the parade is the best at Universal. But I can't leave out Christmas because if you've listened to me talk about um, Universal before, Christmas is my absolute favorite time to go to Universal. So I want Seuss Landing decked out with Christmas lights and I want Christmas music playing all day long and I want to be able to hang out with the Grinch. But I also want to enjoy some Mardi Gras food. So if we could make my perfect day, if you're asking me if I could create it, then I want it to be... Christmas vibe with Mardi Gras food. I want it to be warm enough that you don't have to put on gloves and earmuffs like I had to at the end of February. That was bitter cold. But I want it cool enough that I could have a hot butter beer and enjoy it. So I guess I am a little bit, I don't know. I feel like I'm on a seesaw with what would be my perfect time at Universal. There's pros and cons to every one of the seasons. But ideally, I want to be there during a special event season. I want to be there during Christmas on Mardi Gras is is my favorite. Awesome. So definitely not summer. <laughs> that's what I'm getting. <laughs> no, I, I mean, that's, you know, summer is great. If you just, you know, want to do the, you know, Volcano Bay is probably really nice in the summertime. But I feel you, Samantha, you know, the seasonal events that they have, I've been missing out these past few years and I'm, I'm a convert. I'm not going to do summer anymore. Like, I, well, I might, I mean, yeah, I'm getting a season pass, so I'm going to probably go all the time, but yeah, no more summers only strictly for me. So I, I noticed that there was something strikingly missing from yours, Smith, that I take it Halloween Horror Nights is not one of your, <laughs> your favorites. <laughs> well, I took in Halloween Horror Nights last year for the very first time. I do not like horror movies. I like a good haunted house, but I don't like horror movies. So the trick for me was I did not go during the day that day. So I did not kind of warm up to the vibe in the scare zones. And I went by myself. So my son and my husband were supposed to fly in and meet me. And their flight was delayed. So I had already paid for my ticket for Friday night and they didn't get there till like midnight Friday night. So finally about 10 o'clock, it's already dark and people are all dressed in their scare tactics. And and I go by myself. And within about 15 minutes, I was like in tears walking around by myself because I had freaked myself out so much about the idea of just being there by myself. So once I went, I asked a cast member about where I should start with like the easiest, the least scary house to go into. And so they instructed me to go into Beetlejuice. And I did that. And once I did that, I kind of warned myself up to it, but totally had myself freaked out. So if you go to Halloween Horror Nights, don't start at night. Go during the daytime where you can kind of lead yourself into it and don't go alone. And sadly, that's their tagline is never go alone. And there's a reason (laughs) don't go alone. Man, that seems perfect, though, going right at 10 o'clock. So that sounds amazing. So I like it. I like it. So Grinchmas and Mardi Gras food. Yes. That's your perfect day. And obviously very mild weather, which, I mean, that's everybody's favorite mild weather. So great. So Sharon, what's your perfect day at Universal Orlando? 
Yeah, so I guess, I mean, like, how much detail do you want? (laughs) You can go as detailed as you want. Samantha did great and sort of covered, but, like, I have more detail. That's perfect. Yeah, okay, so my perfect day. Tell me what resort you're staying at. Tell me, you know, what restaurants you're eating. And, and Samantha, you can chime in, too. (laughs) Sharon is such the overachiever here. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) Well, we've learned now that you can't follow rules well with the HHN, right? <laughs> Even don't go alone. No, Samantha follows rules. She's excellent at that. But that that's funny. I did not know that. I'm sitting here like trying not to fall out of my chair laughing. That's just as hilarious. <laughs> so my perfect day, I am waking up at Los Portofino resort their beds are just so luxurious when i went with my son he just sort of collapsed in the bed and was like okay i'll be here at the end of the stay because the pillows and the blankets just sort of cuddled him in i literally had to pull him out of bed you guys like that i'm not joking they really are comfortable so i'm waking up going down into like the little promenade area where they have the waterfront and catching the water taxi over to City Walk, and I'm starting at Universal Studios Florida. I'm a sucker. That's where I love to start. It's probably my favorite of the two main theme parks between the two, so I always start there. So when I enter in, I first head to Transformers. I'm a boy mom, and even before I was a boy mom, like I love Marvel, I love Transformers, all that. So I'm heading to Transformers, riding it, And then heading back towards E.T. So I have ridden E.T. several times over the past several years. And when we went a few weeks ago, it was the first time I actually truly experienced it because it had all been COVID protocols. And so when E.T. says your name at the end, I was like, oh, my gosh, I got what he does. What? (laughs) And like, I was so excited about that. Like my family is probably sick of me talking about it. I think I've showed the video to everybody. Sharon. You know, if I get to ride like a second time and a third time, I won't be sad. Can we just cut in here and let everybody know that we have somebody on this call that told them their name was Elliot. So the ET would say <laughs> goodbye, Elliot. <laughs> Elliot. Yes. That's my, okay, ET is one of my favorites. I'm like you, Sharon. I have to ride it every single time I go to Universal, I'm going to riot if they ever get rid of the E.T. ride. And I t- give them a, a different name every time. I was kind of disappointed none of you guys like gave them Gertie, to be honest. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, just... Yeah. Okay, on the next trip. The next trip. <laughs> yes. Sometimes just randomly, I'll just, you know, be sitting here, you know, doing nothing and just think, thinking to my head, Elliot. And I'm like, okay, I need to watch E.T. It's just, uh, guys, it's just, that's just one of my weird quirks. I love that little alien. I love him so much. But go ahead, Sharon. I'm sorry. Now we've got Nikki on E.T. there. All right. So leaving E.T., we're pulling Nikki away, pulling me away, right? And head over to Men in Black Alien Attack. I think, is it possible I may be one of the few of our group who actually loves that ride? I literally could ride it over and over again. It's competition style, (laughs) so it really gets my juices up and going. And, like, I really just want to kill some aliens in there. Like, 
Oh, I always have to take a picture of my score. I get way too excited about that, guys. So okay, hold on, hold on. Can I cut you you off? Hold on, hold on. Let me cut you off, Sharon. I have to ask you really quick: which one's better, Men in Black or Buzz Lightyear Alien Invasion or whatever the Buzz Lightyear in Disney World in Magic Kingdom? Okay, well, that's easy for me. I actually love, I love Men in Black better. But that's because Buzz Lightyear okay. hates me. It never fails. I get the <laughs> card that it doesn't work. And so, like, I'm sitting there shooting and shooting and, like, nothing. <laughs> I come out with zero. I don't know. I just, yeah, Men in Black, totally. But if it's between that and Toy Story Mania, Toy Story Mania wins over, over Men in gotcha. Black yeah. for me. So that's the comparison for me, not Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, it's got the same. Yeah, um, and it does. Like, and you know, shooting I, aliens. I don't know. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear. I think maybe Sorry. has like I don't. It may have a secret on shooting. I haven't mastered it. No, Mm-mm. ultimate fail right there every time, <laughs> every time. So yeah, now we're gonna have to go to Disney. You guys <laughs> see see how we get shifted so uh, so much. So, yep. <laughs> all right. So leaving Men in Black. And heading into Diagon Alley. Now, I love Diagon Alley all times a year, but I actually prefer it non-Christmas. I know that is like maybe saying a cuss word, but I love Diagon <laughs> Alley the way it is in its regular go-in-the-spring form. And I don't start there because I tend to just want to stay there all day. I want to eat lunch in the Leaky Cauldron. That's after I've had one or two, maybe three frozen butterbeers. I want to explore. I want to go see the Vanishing Cabinet. I just, I want to see it all. I want to do it all. And of course, Diagon Alley has... Globus Monday, the wizarding travel agency. So I always love popping in into that store and seeing what, you know, what new items they have. It It's never a shock if I come out with a bag from there. So definitely just exploring through Diagon Alley and then taking the Hogwarts Express over to Hogsmeade. So I really love getting to Hogsmeade maybe like late, in the afternoon and exploring through there. And then as the sun starts to slowly, you know, go ahead and go away for the night, getting a hot butterbeer, drinking it on my way to Seuss Landing. And this is where Christmas for me comes into play. I love Christmas in Islands of Adventure. So I love Hogsmeade at Christmas time. And Seuss Landing, like Samantha said, I love Seuss Landing, but it is something about Christmas, like all the colors even pop more. There's just something very magical about it. So I want to get go into Seuss Landing right before nightfall. So there's a little bit of light, but you can still see all the lights. There's just something at dusk that is special there. Of course, we always have to ride the cat in the hat. We always have to pretend like somebody in our group is scared to death of the cat in the hat because 
I don't know, I guess it's become an internal joke of ours. Like the last time, I think Carrie had the picture where she like looked frightened on the cat in the hat. But I think she said like that was actually not too far from the actual truth. She does find the cat in the hat. I think it was her that said that she found it a little creepy. It was and so scary. then after that, I want to... Was it? Okay, so I'm not dreaming that. So after that, I actually want to head back over to Universal Studios. I want to go have dinner at Finnegan's. Hands down, the best, in my opinion, the best table service restaurant in either of the theme parks. This, of course, is not talking about City Walk. I love Finnegan's. And then I want to watch the parade. So I first want to watch the Mardi Gras parade. Actually, I want to be in the Mardi Gras parade. And then I want to come off of that and sit right, down. We don't want to and... watch the Mardi Gras parade anymore. No, never. No, we have to be in the Mardi Gras we parade. That is so much in fun. This parade. Like... That's right. <laughs> and see Nikki throw overhand when we also learned she's not a rule follower either. <laughs> so <laughs> you're supposed to throw the beads underhand and Nikki's just chunking them overhand. <laughs> If you guys knew how much guilt I had for that, I had, because I'm a rule follower to a T, to a fault. And every time I caught myself throwing overhand, I would just turn to you guys and be like, oh my gosh, guys, I just threw overhand. I have a video that I may share with everybody that one of you turns and looks at me and says, oh my God, I hit her in the face. (laughs) Who was that? <laughs> I think it might be Sharon. I don't know. It may have been me. I think it was me. <laughs> oh, dear. I think I definitely might. Listen, I am not a softball player. Like, it's just, I'm a boy mom, but I sports are not my thing. And so clearly throwing beads wasn't my thing either. <laughs> Because I definitely, like, I think got a guy at one time. Thankfully, he caught eye contact. And I'm like, I'm sorry. He's like, it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. So after Finnegan's, definitely be in the Mardi Gras parade. Get off of that and then go sit over by the mummy or by Finnegan's again and watch the Christmas parade. Now, right there. Now, that's something. Mardi Gras parade and then the Christmas parade. You guys, like, seriously, I teared up at the Christmas parade in December. Like, it was so magical. I had never seen the parade. Universal parades are really becoming one of my favorite things to do. Their parades are so awesome. Even the Superstar parade that we saw a couple weeks ago. I mean, it was a little cheesy, like, but it was cute. If you're a kid, you're going to love it. So I left it off my list because it's my perfect day and not my kid's perfect day. But (laughs) yeah, so end with the Christmas parade. So that's a lot. That's a lot in there. But it's the perfect day. So So what I find interesting is is Sharon's perfect day consists of the rides at Universal. And my perfect day consists of the food. (laughs) So clearly we have priorities. (laughs) Um, but Universal, if you're listening, if you could bring the beignets or the shrimp boil to Christmas time, you would shrimp. create a perfect mm-hmm. day for me. So if you want to make this perfect for me, yes. 
bring me some Mardi Gras food <laughs> in the middle of Grinchmas. And it's perfect. You're right. Yeah. So what is the food at yes. Christmas like? I mean, and it's not it's not beignets and, and shrimp oil. But I mean, is it still I mean, is it still really good? So at Christmas, they don't have. Yeah, they don't have the, like the stands. They not like Mardi Gras. They don't have all the international mm. locations. So Christmas food wise, you just have the standard. I mean, like the right. snack areas Christmas when you come off of Seuss trolley, like the snacks. Right. And they'll have the so the tribute store, the tribute store changes with each season. And so the tribute store will have some Christmas themed, you know, cupcakes, cookies or things of that nature. But the food itself, there's not any Christmas specific seasonal foods or food stands. You'll just get some Christmas decorated, you know, sweets. Nothing special. No shrimp. Nothing yeah. that makes me send videos no, to Sharon no in well. her book of flight just for the food. <laughs> okay, seriously, y'all, if you all are like real list, like true followers of the Travel Tibbets podcast and you're listening to every episode, if you remember a little bit ago, we had the episode on universal dining. As we are recording that episode, Samantha is sending me pictures of shrimp boil. And I think I even said in the in the podcast, like, all right, when I get off, I'm going to look at flights. I did. Like, I had my flights booked <laughs> within two minutes after recording that podcast. Like, I wasn't joking. That is, yes. we're, we're terrible influences on each other. Don't do as we do other than listening to our travel tidbits and our travel tips. But don't listen, like, don't do our bad things that we do. Oh, no, you definitely no, book a trip. Book a trip, <laughs> yes. Definitely book a yeah, trip no, just for the food. Yeah, no, definitely do that. So Sharon yeah. initially <laughs> oh declined the invite to Mardi Gras with Jamie and I. And we just kind of didn't yes. let it go. We know her weakness. And we tapped into that weakness, and she booked those flights after that dining podcast we recorded. And then I don't know how I did it. I think I just was like, you know what? I want to go. Um, it seems like a vibe. And I was, I, I had never been in spring. So I was like, I'm going to go. But not to talk too much about Mardi Gras. Because we are going to do a trip report on our Mardi Gras trip in a later episode. But I agree with you, Sharon. I think if I had to pick, you know, based on the, you know, two seasons that I've been at Universal, I can't really definitively say what my perfect day is because I feel like I need to give, you know, I don't feel like I can uh, judge that. I need to visit during more seasons, but based off of, you know, the spring and the summer that I have visited, my perfect day would consist of waking up in Portofino Bay as well. Um, you're right about the beds. You're right about the vibe. You're right about how, I mean, it's definitely um, relaxing, and it's beautiful. And one of the things I love is to, you know, eat the gelato on a piazza that they have. It makes you feel like you're on the Amalfi Coast, which is the whole vibe that they're trying to give. So I definitely agree with you on Portofino Bay. And then, of course, you get the unlimited express passes. So you don't really have to worry about waiting in lines too much. So you can walk on just pretty much any ride you want. So that's even better. I loved Mardi Gras food, so 
so far, um, springtime's really, um, really beaten summer <laughs> over the two seasons that I've been. Um, I can't wait to try Halloween and Christmas, hopefully later this year. So definitely love them or the Mardi Gras food. And I enjoy Volcano Bay. So I would definitely do springtime. So where it's, it's warm enough to enjoy Volcano Bay, but then maybe in the evening times it gets, it cools off and you can enjoy, you know, a hot butter beer as well. So any day that ends in a hot butter beer is a much better day. Yes. I agree. I agree. It makes it, you know, mwah, chef's kiss. So yes, definitely ending the day with a hot butter beer. And yes, a ride or two or three on ET. Because <laughs> you got to. Yes. Well, and I have never stayed myself at Pornofino Bay. I have stayed at Royal Pacific and Hard Rock. And I will say, beyond the waking up in the nicer beds, that ending your perfect day with being able to get back to your hotel a lot easier than walking up to the transportation center and driving to offsite or catching the shuttle bus to some of the uh, the value hotels, that is going to be perfect. Being able to just walk to your hotel or catch the water taxi when your feet are like aching because I'm an open to close type person at the theme park. I don't go back to the hotel and rest in the middle of the day. I mean, I just want to get, I, I want to be there once I'm there. I don't want to leave. Um, so your feet, you know, you need some good shoes and your feet are aching when you, and you're tired. So being able to get back to your hotel quickly and have a nice plush bed is a perfect ending to the perfect day. Definitely. Those water taxis are worth, you know, being able to just take a water taxi at the end of the day. I can't tell you how many times I was like, you know what, you know, just seeing the water taxis go by when I'm on my way to City Walk because we got to catch, you know, catch a bus to our resort. Man, I had FOMO for real. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was like, man, I was. <sighs> well, and I so, found yeah, out this I past agree. spring, Definitely. and I love the yeah. vibe on the water taxis. Yes, and I found out this past spring. Go when ahead, we went. Yeah, so when we went and stayed at Portofino, is that was one time. I don't know. We must just have timed it a little wrong. There just seemed to be a a longer line for the water taxis and Eli and I just sort of looked at each other. He's like, how do you feel about walking? And I was like, all right, let's give it a try. We hadn't walked yet and we loved it. Like, I mean, we were back like 10, 15 minutes max walking to the um, resort. And we just, we went very leisurely. Like we weren't in a rush. We just sort of very strolled along, actually stopped and took a picture or two. So with all of that, and it was just very nice. We loved it so much. We ended up doing it the next morning too. He was like, come on, let's walk it again. And I was like, okay, yeah, absolutely. It just, it was nice. So even then, even being tired or whatever, like it wasn't so much that, so that is always an option too. If you don't want to catch that water taxi, it's not a long walk at all. We didn't walk from Portofino or back to Portofino, but when we stayed at Royal Pacific, we did, because for some reason or another, we would always ended our nights at Islands of Adventures, and it's just right there. That walking path is right there by Margaritaville, so for Royal Pacific. And so that's where, you know, it just made more sense to us some some nights to just do the walking path. And then some nights when our feet were really killing us, we're like, nope, not doing it. Sorry. So, yeah. Yeah. 
you do end up walking a lot at Universal. And I think it's because you're park hopping for most of the time. And so you just end up, you know, you do a lot of walking. And that's, it's one of the things about being everything so close right there. The downside is that you do a little bit more walking. But the plus side is that it's so much quicker to get from one place to another without having to take extra transportation, you know, when park hopping, especially when you, you know, obviously when you take the Hogwarts Express, it's, it's even, it's even better. So yes. yeah, definitely bring some, um, some Tylenol for your tired feet at the end of the night, but it's worth it. Well, Nikki, I'm excited for you to get there for Halloween right. and Christmas. And then maybe like, I don't know, we'll do something like this again. Maybe a little different twist, but see which one, what your perfect date would be. I think so. Yeah, definitely a follow-up coming, of course, next year because we have to get to Christmas. I think we, exactly. So, yeah, maybe we could do this again and, um, or we can, we can always do this with Disney, um, with our other favorite franchise. We got a lot of things that we can, we can throw at you guys. But I think that's, that's it. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. I really appreciate listening to your perfect days and it gives me a lot of, you know, a lot to look for when I'm planning my trips later this year. So I will definitely, definitely spend a lot of time, especially in the evening and dusk in Seuss Landing at Christmas time, because it feels like both of you guys are in agreement that that was a, a nice way to end the evening. There was a time I always wanted to go to Christmas at Disney. You know, I'm a sucker for Christmas lights and the Christmas music and just Christmas vibe anywhere. And I've always wanted to do Christmas at Disney, but the first time that we went to Universal at Christmas time, it literally sold me on Universal. But I'm a Christmas person. I love the Christmas music. I love the Grinch. I love the Grinch show. So, yes, I'm 100% in agreement, Nikki, that you need to get there at Christmas time, and I think you'll love it. Awesome. There is no Mardi Gras food or Mardi Gras parade. It's okay. I will just, I have the memory of those beignets <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> I will hold that dear to my heart when I'm, you know, meeting the Grinch. So that's okay. Okay, so that's it. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to our Travel Tidbit podcast today. You can find all of our Pineapple Escapes agents on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com and our social media is at Pineapple Escapes. We're on Instagram, Facebook, hit us up. And um, our site includes a link to all of our Travel Tidbits episodes, plus information about our agents and links to all of our social media. So if you have a specific favorite agent's you can, you can find them there. We would love to have you join our community. So friend us, like us, follow. And also, you would do us a solid. If you could do us a solid, we would love to have you subscribe to our podcast and give us a good review. It really helps us out. Thanks again. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Travel Tidbits podcast hosted by Pineapple Escapes. Travel makes life sweeter. Let the experts help you plan a vacation with lasting memories. We'd love to help you plan your next vacation and have you join our community. You can find us on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Pineapple Escapes.
This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.